Culture comms and cocktails is internal comms served straight up. So settle in, drink in the knowledge, some shaken, some stirred, and maybe even some with a twist, and enjoy the top shelf guests I have lined up for you. I'm your host, Chuck Go, Senior Strategic Advisor at Social Chorus. And on this episode of Culture Comms and Cocktails, we have Amy Hadsock, Senior Director of News Channels for the American Cancer Society. Amy, welcome to Culture Comms and Cocktails. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to finally get to join the podcast. Grab a seat here at the Culture Comms and Cocktails Lounge and let's get started. Uh, obviously, a lot of people know that I work for Social Chorus since I do this podcast, but what they may not know is that way back early on in my career, I worked for the American Cancer Society in a communications and branding role. It was actually my second job out of college. One of my favorite experiences professionally and one that I encourage a lot of communicators at some point in your career to spend time in the not-for-profit world. So it's really special for me to reconnect with hearing some of the terminology, the programs, the mission, and seeing even some familiar names and faces that were still there with the American Cancer Society. But also know from my experience, sometimes it can be a bit challenging for a culture when there's so much emotion tied to a mission. So Amy, for you, I'm curious, what has your experience been with the culture there? And have you seen it change based on certain programs that are out there, geographic differences, or is it pretty homogenous throughout the organization? That's a really good question. And, um, you know, the culture has definitely started to shift over the last couple of years. Um, you know, when I first started, it was much more of a very traditional, conservative type of environment. Um, and more recently, it started to shift towards a culture where change is encouraged, um, staff are kind of being taught to expect continual change, and our leaders are really encouraging innovation. So it's a little bit of a different culture than when I first started. Um, and I would say, you know, we have six regions and our global headquarters in Atlanta. Um, so when you get out to the regions, we also have local leadership teams. So that also kind of influences the culture across the country and the differences that we see. Um, and I think just the only other thing that's been really interesting is we have a CEO who's fairly new, a couple years in on the job, um, and he's really kind of started to set the tone for the culture he would like to see, um, moving away from that kind of traditional and conservative kind of way of thinking, um, and actually encouraging staff to have fun, which I think caught a lot of people off guard, given our mission, um, you know, and the work that we do every day. So it's kind of a tricky balance sometimes to have that like heavy mission um, and feel okay having fun while you're doing the job. So would you say the culture there is more top down with that new CEO driving things or is it bottom up with some of the legacy or is it kind of a push and pull somewhere in between the two? I think it's definitely, to me, it feels more top down for sure. Um, starting with the CEO, um, you know, he really kind of came in with a bang and just kind of started in every meeting that we had with large groups of staff, reiterated what he, you know, wanted people to get out of, the you know, working at the American Cancer Society, um, that he wanted it to be a fun place to work. He wanted people to be happy about working there, not just because they feel really good about the mission, because um, that's always great and that does keep a lot of people there. But he also wanted you know people to come to work and actually have fun and enjoy the work that they do. 
Uh, so I think he's done a lot of really great work to kind of start setting that new culture from the top. Um, it's been really interesting to watch and fun. Now I introduced you and your title is senior director of news channels. That's kind of a new title for me that, and you know, we, we see a lot of like internal comms or corporate comms or whatever. What does it mean to be the senior director of news channels for ACS? So essentially it's just all the ways that we share news and information with our staff and leadership volunteers. So I uh, manage all of those different kinds of communications vehicles and tactics that we use to get the word out about whatever it is that we're doing. Um, so everything from our brand new employee app, um, internet, e-newsletters, we have a monthly um, web talk show. So there's all kinds of cool ways that we make sure staff are getting the news and information they need. And my team kind of manages all of those different things. Now it was 2018 is when I began working with your team on ecs to go And big part of this platform for the organization was the mobile app. Why do you think the app in particular has been so successful and so well received there at the American Cancer Society? I think staff were really just ready for something new and different and a little bit fun. Um, so when you kind of pair that with our staff out in the regions, which makes up the large majority of our staff audience, um, they're not at their desks all day. So while they do have laptops and um, spend periods of time at their desk, the bulk of their time is really spent out in the community at events or meeting with volunteers and donors. So the app is really a great way for them to kind of like quickly when they have a break in their day and they're out in the community to just scroll and get the top news and information of the day um, anytime, anywhere. So I think that's why the app in particular has been really um, so successful for us so far. Yeah, and it's an interesting thing to bring up because the whole topic of desk and deskless workers in the world of internal communications, and there's an audience who does have a desk, they have a place to go, yep. but their job pulls them away from that, and rightfully so. As you mentioned, they're out in the community, they're meeting with volunteers, running events. So even though they are desk-based workers, the fact that they're on the go is where this app comes into play, but you've also been using other parts of the platform, including email, and just given some of the legacy and history of the company, is the American Cancer is still largely driven by email, much like still a lot of other companies are, and has there been an effort to reduce the amount of email, focus on the amount of email? What is the state of email, I guess, within ACS? So I would say for quite a number of years, we really kind of put a stop to sending emails about everything that we're doing or everything that staff need to know about um, and really made an effort to consolidate those into a weekly e-newsletter and use our intranet. Um, but, you know, probably like every other company, we face the challenge of just because it's on the intranet doesn't mean people are going to see it and they might miss something really important. And then we're also faced with, well, we only send an email once a week. So how do we supplement all of that and make sure there's not a week between when breaking news happens and staff hear about it? Um, so I think that's where the app has been really helpful for us is it's given us this additional way to share breaking news with staff in real time instead of sending an email. So we're really big on push notifications. Um, 
but I would say only about 50% of our app users have signed up to receive them. So we really have came up with a process where when we have breaking news or an important reminder that applies to all staff, we do a campaign that's a combination of push notifications and emails and you get whichever one you've signed up for. Um, and that's been working really well for us. So we use it sparingly. We don't do them all the time, probably a couple a week. Um, but it's a really great way for staff to get breaking news. Um, an example would be like annual enrollment kicked off this week. So on the day that it kicked off, we sent out a push notification and email from ACS to go just to make sure staff didn't miss the opening day. Um, that's been a really uh, great feature for us. And, and what's cool about that is, as you said, the people who want push notifications do get those. But if you're one of those people, which I'm not one of those people, but if you're one of those people that don't like push notifications, you're going to get the email, but someone's not going to get both out of the systems intelligent enough right. to send the yeah. right one to the right people. Yeah, we love it. We, it's a great feature. Um, and I would say emails, even though a lot of people assume like staff might get irritated by getting additional emails, they have on average about a 68% open rate um, among the staff that are getting it that way. So we're pretty pleasantly surprised by that. They don't seem to be irritated by a couple of extra emails each week. And your leadership, you mentioned uh, your CEO being new. Uh, they've been big advocates and publishers on ACS to go. How have you seen these employees, whether they're at headquarters or they're out in the regions like you are, um, how have you seen employees engage with leaders in new ways through ACS to go? It's been really fun because working at the global headquarters, a lot of us tend to forget that all of our staff out in the regions, they very rarely the, our CEO or some of the other senior most leaders. Um, you know, most of them are based in Atlanta. So it's kind of like you get an email occasionally from this person and it, it might have a headshot within it. But because you never see them in person and interact with them, you don't really have any sense of who they are as a person or their personality. So ACS to go has been really great for helping us kind of, I don't want to say introduce our leaders to staff, but to help them get to know them. Get, them, get to know who they are as a person, um, make them feel approachable, real people. They're not just these leaders sitting up in a you know, big office. Um, it's just made them very relatable to staff. And our CEO in particular, he really jumped right in when we launched ACS to go with his own channel. Um, he kind of shocked some of us by doing some selfies all by himself without being told. So it's been really fun to watch him kind of learn how to use it and make it his own. And I thought it was cool too. He was part of your launch video. You guys created a very clever video at the launch of ACS. Yeah. And he was one of the central actors in the video. He was. So we kind of thought we had two leaders in mind, our CEO and our chief medical officer at the time. And we kind of thought, okay, people probably think that people at that level wouldn't have the time or know how to use something like an employee app. And so we thought if we could show them on video using all of the different features and interacting that staff would feel like, oh, hey, that looks super easy. If they could do it, I could do it. Um, so that was the approach we took with this video. We just kind of showed them from like beginning to end, all the way from like setting up your profile, liking a post, posting something themselves. Um, so yeah, that 
went over really well. It was fun. And it just kind of showed that he's fully on board with the employee app and super easy to use. And since the launch of ACS to go, this is kind of a big, super broad question, but how has internal communications in general changed at the organization with ACS to go in place? Have you seen a shift happening with internal comms there? Yeah, for sure. And I would say it's continual. You know, as we become better at using the employee app and trying new things, we're evolving as we go. But I think probably the biggest thing that we changed within just the first couple of months is we just kind of decided, okay, our general approach for internal internal communications is ACS to co-users get the news first. So whatever it is, it doesn't even have to be breaking news. If we have news to share with our staff, we're going to post it on ACS to go first by a couple of hours, and then it will slowly make its way to the other ways we communicate with people. Um, just as kind of like another way to entice people, we thought, especially if it's breaking news, there'd be some word of mouth and someone's going to feel left out of the loop and they'll say, well, how did you hear about that? And they'll say, oh, it was on ACS to go. Um, so that was kind of our first shift in how we do internal communications by incorporating ACS to go. And as someone who gets to get little sneak peeks into the back end of ACS to go, <laughs> there's a couple of content questions that I want to wrap up with. And one that I thought was interesting from my standpoint was crisis communications and ACS to go has been an important news channel for the organization, specifically related to storms and, and, natural disasters that happen? Because again, you guys are coast to coast. Talk a bit about how the platform is played in those uh, situations. Yeah, so funny enough, you know, we launched in September, um, you know, kind of right in the middle of hurricane season. And I don't remember exactly when the first hurricane hit after that, but it was within like a, maybe a month. This was back um, in 2018. So we, yeah, and so yeah. we just kind of created a pop-up channel, a hurricane channel, um, sent a push notification to staff, letting them know that there was this new channel to follow and it would be posting updates about how the hurricane was impacting our staff, um, our volunteers and our offices in that area. And it was just a really great way in real time to give quick updates um, throughout that process about how people were doing and how they were impacted. Um, and then after the fact, we kind of pulled that channel back down but we have it set and ready to go so that anytime there is something, we could just quickly like rename it to be appropriate to whatever that emergency is and launch it. Um, and now that we have staff following it, you know, those people that were following it before are retained. So there's less people to try to get to follow it. Um, but it's been a really, it, it was super easy, super fast to do. Um, it was a great kind of test for us right after we launched. And kind of kudos to you guys for focusing on the news aspect of it. It's not that different from how websites or news organizations will have a dark site that they can kind of light up very quickly with yeah. uh, updated news. That's essentially how you're creating this channel inside ACS2. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun. Um, it, it kind of took some pressure off trying to figure out how to get the word out to the right mm -hmm. people um, and timely. We figured a lot of times in that scenario, if you're someone in the impacted area, you won't have your laptop with you, um, but you usually always have your phone. 
And there's another piece of content that I'm really curious about that I think some organizations might struggle with, but you guys have just for fun content that you let people publish. Yeah. So explain what that is, because I'm guessing you guys have gotten way more out of it than just fun. Like what's, what was the idea behind it and what have, what has surfaced as a result of that? I mean, this is probably in my opinion, the coolest thing we've done on ACS to go, even though a lot of people think it sounds like it's just for fun. There's so much more behind it. Um, And it was a real strategy and some real intent behind creating this. Uh, So essentially we, you know, in the old times, we used to do things like an employee spotlight where you feature an employee on some sort of frequency. We just thought, okay, well, how can we do this in a way that doesn't require much staff time? Um, and our goal in doing this was really to bring more staff onto the app. And once they're there, to keep them engaged and coming back every week so that it was fresh, new content. And then while they're there looking at this fun stuff, they'll see the news of the day. Um, so really an engagement opportunity, but a carrot to draw new staff into the app that aren't there yet. Um, so it's a weekly question that we post on the same day every week. Uh, it has a hashtag just for fun, so it's easily searchable in the app. Um, and we just post a random question, and then people respond in the comments. Um, so we kind of kicked it off. You know, we wanted to make sure we had some really great questions up front to get things going. Um, so the first question we posted was, what was your last Amazon purchase? And it was just so much fun to watch people, people whose names you saw that you didn't think would participate in things like this were responding, joining into the conversation. Um, so kind of the other goal was to give staff the opportunity to interact with and build connections with their peers across the country since we're all dispersed. Um, so we feel like we've kind of met you know, all of those goals, getting new staff on the app, creating a regular engagement opportunity and helping people build connections with their peers. Um, We do send an email every week when we post a new question just to make sure people know. Um, And those get really high open rates. We've kind of been watching that to make sure we're not overdoing it. Um, But yeah, it's been super fun to watch and people really kind of embraced it. Well, my most recent Amazon purchase was socks, Amy. So I could have (laughs) thrown that in there. Mine was skeleton gloves for my kids. There you go. See, that's the beauty of Amazon there. Yeah. Um, okay, so we talked about the culture within American Against Fighting, some of the comms activities there, and the podcast is Culture, Comms, and Cocktails. So, Amy, what is your favorite cocktail? My favorite cocktail is a vodka martini straight up and definitely with extra olives. And is there a place where has made that perfect martini for you or someplace you'd like to drink that martini? No, I don't. That's a really good question. I feel like I'm pretty critical of them when I go out. (laughs) A lot of times it's based on the olives. Are they good? Are they stuck with some sort of cheese or not? Thanks again for being on the podcast. Again, I've loved seeing the work you guys have done with, with ACS to go experimenting, having fun, testing, pushing boundaries, letting the culture drive some of the future growth. But also, as I said, it was a truly uh, an honor to reconnect myself back with the mission from my earlier professional career and, and see some of that terminology and personality and devotion that people have to the mission. This has been really great to see. 
Yeah, we've had such a great time working with you and all of the other people at Social Chorus on HCF to go. If you enjoyed what you heard from this episode and want to check out others, find Culture Comes and Cocktails on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. And when you do, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. This has been Culture Comms and Cocktails, internal comms served straight up. Thanks for listening.